0: Welcome to Murder and Mimosas. Just a quick disclaimer before we get started. Our show is Murder and Mimosas, it's a true crime podcast. This means that we do discuss crimes, including but not limited to disappearances, murder and sexual assaults. All our episodes are told with the respect of the victims and the victims' families in mind we strive to ensure that we provide factual information, but some information is more verifiable than others. With that, grab your mimosas and let's dive in. Welcome back to Murder and Mimosas. I'm Danica. And I'm Shannon. We are going to be talking about the case of Aisha Jackson. Uh, We were able to sit down with an advocate for Aisha's family uh, who was willing to speak with us due to the nature of everything and the size of the town that Aisha's from, this person has wished to remain anonymous. Um, and we're going to respect those wishes um, just to make sure everyone is safe in this scenario. Um, but we will give you clips from that interview um, as well as a clip of a phone call with the um, mayor that was, was taped. Um, but first let's talk a little bit about what happened, what we do know um, and Just kind of the general rundown, rundown, there you go, of Aisha's case.
1: Can you tell us a little
0: bit about Aisha?
1: Um, From what her mother tells me, I have um, some personal questions so we can get to know her more than just she's a missing person. Um, She loved animals, loved animals. There's a story that her mother told me when she was, School bus age, grade school age. She was riding the bus. There was a neighborhood dog that went missing, and LaQuita, the mother, said, "Wait till my daughter gets off this bus. She'll find. She'll find your dog for you." Apparently, this dog only came to Aisha, and Aisha got off the bus, and you know they everybody was telling the dog went, you know, into the woods, went missing, had to come out. They said Aisha walked into the woods, and less than an hour later she comes walking out with the dog beside her, just walking, found their, their oh. doggy. I know it breaks my heart. She did fine. have a dog. Yeah. She had a dog when she went missing too. Um, that, and in some cats as well, but the dog um, that she had when she um, went missing, it was adopted by a local business here. And I, I've seen it and gone by and visited. It's, Sometimes I keep it outside in a fence. And so I'm able to, like, I'm going to cry at that. Oh my God. I'm able to, like, wave. I know. Stuff. I don't usually, I've been really good at not crying, but it gets me so sad. Anyway, they got it fixed and they're taking really good care of it. And, um, but then her mother said she's a, she always loved to dance too. So she would, um, that was her goal. She wanted to go to college to do business. That way she could run a, dance studio, because the dance studio she was working, she was dancing with. Um, they moved to Little Rock, actually, so it wasn't offered for okay. her anymore. Yeah.
0: Just kind of from the, the top, give us the rundown of what's happened, what you guys know, maybe what isn't um, being told to general public that they might need to know.
1: Um, The main thing is, um. We can't really verify because we haven't. Um, we've tried to do some FOIA requests on the day, but I do have an email, and I can send it to y'all to verify. Um, the last sure. day she can be accounted for is October thirty first. Um, <clears throat> I was advised by an outside agency not to release um, any you know information, in which I get because you know I don't think anybody sure. involved yeah. wants to hurt. The investigation. However, I did yeah. push back a little bit with the date and they totally agreed. Yes, that's that's fine. I said, the only thing I've said was that date because I think it's really, really important to know the last day because nobody in this town knew it was October 31st was the last day she could be accounted for. That, that, that means right. phone calls. It's, so there's nothing after October 31st. She went to a party. She was dressed up for, you know, a Halloween party. Went to a party, and the next thing, the mother got a phone call saying she was on her way to Houston, and her mother hasn't heard from her since October 31st. Um, and
0: on the way to Houston with her uncle. Is that correct.
1: Right? Yes, that's the story that we have been told. Um, she tried to contact her daughter the entire time. wasn't able to get her on her phone so you know we'd call like we all would do you know we had a friend or a family member or a child going on a trip with anybody we would call and if we didn't get that we'd call everybody else who's supposed to be with them to find out you know where they are or what's going on and okay well have her call me back is kind of what her mom was saying so that would have been a Saturday of 2020 was um, October 31st. Sunday would have been November 1st. <clears throat> Monday would have been November 2nd. So um, that night, November 1st, on a Sunday, the mom had talked to the uncle. This is from the mother. She said that um, he told her he already dro- he dropped her off at home. Laquita can't drive. The mother cannot drive. Um, she's got some health Um issues that keep her from being able to legally drive. She's got a seizure disorder. where She's been, she's and it's been worse lately. She's had seizures multiple times a day and it's been happening at least twice a week now, just from the stress before she said it wasn't that often, but it's been more often now. Anyway, the point is she's not able to drive. So the next morning she woke up her husband to go to um, Aisha's home to check on her because she's like, a she hadn't even been staying at that house from what um, we understand. Her mother said whenever the last time she saw her, she saw her at the home that she had been staying with for the last couple of weeks because of uh, she had had some break-ins in her home. Aisha did, so that's why she was staying at an at with the family member, the uncle, and I think the aunt, I believe, is what um, the mother said. And um, so that's why she was a little concerned because she didn't understand why she was dropped off at her home and she wasn't staying there. So she went over there with her husband and um, couldn't find Aisha, called the police department or went up there either one. She said she can't really remember because it's kind of foggy, but she swears she called. But she knows for a fact she went up to the police department that Monday and they told her to wait. Yeah. And that's why the Wednesday date, the November 4th date is out there, because that's the day that the police department came out and took the statement and everything. So as far as as, as far as everything now, it's been confirmed that we are able to say October 31st is the last date. But we're two and a half years out. So I don't know. Y'all probably know better how memories work. You know, they you let things go two and a half years Maybe when it was fresher, you could say, oh, I remember seeing her that Sunday or Monday and didn't think anything of it because she wasn't missing until November 4th. We don't know if that's happened. And really, I I don't need to know that. The police department needs to know that.
0: Common? Because you said Aisha was going to a party. Is it common for her to have just changed plans and gone to Houston?
1: Her mom said, yeah, they kind of were just. I mean, and the more, you know, when you start hanging around people, you can kind of get patterns and, um, right. yeah, she said it's like, and the more I hang out with them, the more I can see, it's kind of like, they, there's really no, um, they don't really have a schedule of things like every Sunday we go here for church or every Monday we have brunch here. There's really no, they, it just kind of live, you know, just do what, yeah. So it's not uncommon. For, she said it wasn't. Because okay. I asked her the same thing. I was like, well, you got a phone call early in the you know, night that they're going to Houston. Was that off to you? She's like, not yeah. really. We've been known to get up and go. I mean, we all. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That was one thing that stuck out to me. I was like, for me, if I called my
0: mm-hmm. mom and said, hey, I'm just going to go to Houston, I'd right.
1: be like, um, what? <laughs> yeah. So, now, now, let's like, um, I'm going to, this is what Laquita said, the mother. She said she never got a call from her daughter saying she was going to Houston. The call came from her uncle, the brother. She got a call for me, saying uncle. I'm taking her to okay. Houston. Yeah. Okay.
0: So what night was October 31st that year? That was a Saturday. It was night. A Saturday. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Sunday was November 1st. So it was a fast trip. Because yes. if you left,
0: and that was. Here, Houston, and Houston back. okay, yeah, that is a quick trip. Yeah, it's
1: less than twenty four hours. Because if she was back by Sunday night, November first, dropped off, yeah, that's a pretty fast trip.
0: Did he tell LaQuita what the reason for the trip to Houston was?
1: Um, he had lived, from what I understand, and from what LaQuita understands, he had lived in Houston prior to moving back to El Dorado, um. And that they had to go pick up some furniture they had left. Uh, so what? that's why LaQuita. That's when she started getting a, um like oh, I don't know something's off because I don't usually my daughter will call me back and that she was dropped right. off at the house that she hadn't even been staying in because she was already scared to stay there by herself. So
0: yeah, yeah. Did the uncle have any explanation of why he ended up dropping her off there?
1: I don't think that there was even time. I, from what I understand, there Laquita didn't even go into that with them. She was just like, where is she? Okay. She's not there. And then that's when everybody came over right. to Aisha's house and they called. They weren't able to take the report per the mother. And so that's why she called back Wednesday, November 4th. But he was still around. I mean, from what she says, you know, he was even organizing searches in the beginning and everything. Okay. So, now he's
0: so, so, other than the report, what have the police done that we know? I don't want you to say anything you can't say,
1: but mean, things that you do know. Th- what I do know is nothing. They've arrested. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, no, and I'm not trying to mean that condescending. I'm just, I mean, they've probably no. done things they can't tell me about. You know how it works. There's yeah. probably things that have been done. Yeah. Um, yeah. that they're not able to tell me about, but in, in some cases, and I'm not saying that's what's going on here, but and some, and also you can insult the citizens that you serve and protect. Right. Cause after two and a half years and nothing is being said and the correct date is not even out there for the public when you've begged and begged and begged and right. begged and begged. And begged. Her tattoos aren't even out there to the public. I've begged and begged and begged and begged for that. The mother has begged for that. Um, her correct height, weight, down to the correct spelling of her name. It's I-E-S-H-I-A.
0: Yeah, because I sent it to you in an email wrong, but that's what I gotten mm-hmm. online.
1: And thank goodness NamUs has been wonderful. I emailed them, and they did get with the agency. And she, so she, her name is corrected on name Us now because used to before when you would search, you couldn't find her. So that's what I'm saying, right? And that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not trying to talk ill, but also you can't insult our intelligence either. There's, the respect road yeah. goes two ways. So I know I'm, I don't need to have your file, and I know the mother and I, or anybody trying to help doesn't need to know important information that could lead to an eviction. We get that. All we're asking for is to please just correct the information as the far context. as, yes, and her characteristics. So that's going to help if someone saw her and that's all we're trying to do is bring awareness yeah. to it. That's all I can do. I'm not an investigator. I'm not the police. I have a, no authority over anyone. All I can do is just bring awareness and in doing so, I think those are very important things and I've explained it to the mayor and I've explained it to the police department that if you lost your wallet and it was a green wallet and um, it was reported that it was a blue wallet stolen, I mean, come on, this is a child, it's not your wallet. Let's get the, let's get her correct information out there so in case we do find her and Let's say something bad did happen to her. She went walking after she was dropped off. If she was dropped off, um, her hair had long, long braids. She had just gotten it done. And those braids are not biodegradable. So we're two and a half years out. If anybody saw loose braids, I mean, two years ago, what would you do? We'd just like walk past them, wouldn't we? We wouldn't think. But if it's out there and it's, you're aware of it and your senses, you're going to be more vigilant to looking for things like that and not just kicking them over, in my opinion. But from where I stand and what I've been helping the mother with, we have not asked for anything that has to do with the investigation. We have only asked just to release what Aisha looked like and her characteristics and things that she could be identified for. And I don't think that's too much to ask. And also whenever they. It
0: seems like it would be the very (laughs) common thing with a missing person.
1: Well, if you want to find one, right? Like I said. (laughs) If you
0: want to find one, yeah.
1: And if you you want credible tips, that's what I even emailed to them. And, you know, I, I don't understand how you're even able to get a credible tip if you don't have the correct yeah. data.
0: So the you're getting are a waste of time because right. they're not
1: accurate. Right. Because here's my opinion. If if she was missing, you know, if they last time she could be accounted for is October 31st. They've got her phone. So if someone says, no, I talked to her on the 4th or the 3rd, you would think that would be suspicious, right? Because you're able to confirm that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not an investigator, but
0: yeah, I'm trying to be. Nice. Well, you don't even have to be an investigator to <laughs> know what you need out there to find her,
1: though. And you won't understand how many times I've heard that um, there is accurate information on pets than there are humans. and that's. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. When I was talking to the every, you know, we've been doing the every door direct mailing. We've been mailing postcards out. Um of the tattoos trying to get just the characteristics out there to the public. Um Even I've spoke with them and asked them to have even reached out to see if they could maybe implement a, um, a sample of a missing flyer on there because they have, you know, for lawn and attorneys and that kind of stuff. And they, when they called me yeah. back and we're, we're doing another mail out here, May 11th, when they called me back about that, they were asking how, how it helped. And I said, like, it helped hugely. So I, Hope one day we'll be able to see that out there. And as y'all know, there's not many people like y'all that are able to get the word out, too. So a lot of missing people are left up to the families and to, to do. And so they're grieving, not sleeping. They have other children, too, they have to take care of. And that's what people don't understand. You know, her little brother was 15 when she went missing. The mother has health problems. She's not able to drive. She's got another kid to take care of what are her options i mean she needs help she needs help and that's what we should be doing
0: does uh is there any type of enough different for everybody is there any type of facebook page or anything set up like that for aisha
1: there's a bring aisha home page that her family um i think one of their aunts has out there i haven't seen very much information on there there's another page called um Missing and I'm sorry. I'm looking over here to see what it's called. Missing and unidentified in Union County, Arkansas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That so one okay. has um, been having a lot more information on. Um, okay. Tattoos. There's the a tattoos are on there. The there's a rally on there to um, email local officials, and also you were talking yeah. about. I'm sorry. I'm so rambling, but. Um, th- there's a, another thing that it's, I wanted to address. Whenever I started handing out flyers and going to the community, everybody, a lot of people I heard, thought it was soft because they made two arrests six weeks after she was reported missing of uh, two men. One of them was a boy she had like dated for not long at all. And when I say not long, it was like under two months from uh, what the mother says. She had just broken up with a long term relationship. So she had like a couple months before she went missing that she was single and she was, you know, dating around. I'm sure I would be at 22, but I um, know. <laughs> um, but there was one guy that she was dating with and they arrested him for capital murder and nobody. And then the other gentleman, it was um, apparently he was trying to get the like $8,000 from them if they extortion. Um, if they told her, oh yeah, but those charges have been dropped. So they okay. didn't have any, and I wish that would be more clear and it would have come out the press conference that was in February, 2021, that came out because they were released from jail. Um, they, that's when they announced the $3,000 crime stopper reward. So it's kinda of overshadowed that because there was a reward now out there. But I think that other part is right. just as important too that these men yeah. were released and they did not have anything to do with it. Well, when you arrest someone on capital murder, I know y'all are probably like most yeah. people like we are. You trust that the police wouldn't just do that unless they had some yeah. information, right? Well, I, I there's
0: not the case here.
1: Nothing. I mean, we're going on two and a half years now and right. They're clean. They're clear. So, okay.
0: Yeah. That's good information to know. Okay. So that was our interview with the, um, advocate of Aisha's family. We did do a little digging ourselves and we will recap, um, some of the information, so what we do know is that October 31st of 2020 is when Aisha can last be accounted for. And she had originally planned to go to a Halloween party and ended up instead going to Houston with her uncle, um, who had recently moved from Houston, which is William Earl Parker Jr. is her uncle's name. And they came back the 1st of November that evening, and he dropped her off at her home. Though, according to her mother, that is not where she'd been staying due to some break-ins. Though we could not find any police reports uh, to support the break-ins. She may not have reported them. They may have happened, and she may have been too scared to say anything. just decided to stay with family. Um But beyond that. Well, we don't even know any of that is correct. We just know that the uncle called Aisha's mom said Aisha's going to Austin with him. Houston. Or Houston with him to move furniture. And if you look up Aisha, you see she's a little bitty, tiny thing. If you want somebody to move furniture, I doubt this is the person you're going to get. So her mom never speaks to her. It's all through the uncle. But Aisha is going, that he dropped Aisha off, but her mother never hears from her confirm any of this. No. Um, So that is what we have been told, that the mother has been told, What the police have been told, Though a lot of the information that had been released by the police isn't accurate, um, such as they have it as November 4th was her last day that it accounted for. It was actually October 31st. Her name was spelled wrong. Uh, but we will have the cor- her correct name, her correct information, and the pictures of her tattoos on our social medias. We'd love if you'd be able to share those so that that correct information continue to be pushed out there to overshadow the incorrect information. Um, I would love to say that in this case, the police department and the mayor have been helpful. But we do have a short clip; is a recorded phone call with the mayor. Um that will probably shine a little bit of a different light which begs to, you know, begs the question of why? Why is this being treated as such a hostile thing for the family to want information and want the police to get the right information? Um, It's all a little disconcerting but we'll let you listen to that and make your assumptions.
1: did not follow the correct policy and procedure and you shouldn't try to cover that up. You toss that out there. You toss that out there. <laughs> uh-huh. You will not you alienate yourself from any communication with police department. What do you mean by toss what out? That they that they had not followed proper procedures. Okay. But that's still not but it's the truth, so you tell me stick to facts. That's yeah. a uh-huh. fact. Let's see what happens. That's a pretty mean, do right and see what happens. Do right and see what happens. They do not follow policy. If, if you become accusatory. That's not accusing, that's a fact. Well, he's <laughs> admitted
0: something. Yes. Okay. Wait a minute. It's absolutely ridiculous that a young woman. So that's what we know right now. That was um, a conversation with the mayor of El Dorado. Um,
1: El Dorado. El Dorado.
0: El Dorado. I know we say it wrong, sorry. Paul Chote. Um, it just seems weird to me. I feel like as a mayor, I would want to know that the police are not doing this, following policy and procedure and doing something about it. Um, but that's not the case here. He very much kind of gives her a veiled threat of, you know, you won't get any cooperation from the police if you're being honest and say that they didn't follow policies and procedures. Um, you know, the very, uncomfortable phone call to listen to. It's very threatening in my opinion. Yeah. Um, So all of that to say if you have information about Aisha Jackson, about her whereabouts, about what may have happened, um, please contact the El Dorado Police Department. (laughs) Um, There is a Facebook page, we will link as well that has more information about Aisha. We will post the information that was provided to us by the advocate of her family that has all the correct information. Um, But let's do what we can to help bring Aisha home. I think her family deserves that justice. I agree. And they need all the support they can get, because they haven't had a lot so far. Yeah. All right. We always recommend More Bubbly. And less OJ. Cheers. If you'd like to see pictures from today's episode, you can find us at murder.mimosas on Instagram. You can also find us at murder.mimosas on TikTok, Twitter. And if you have a case you would like us to do, you can send that to murder.mimosas at gmail.com. And lastly, we are on Facebook at Murder and Mimosas Podcast, where you can interact with us there. We love any type of feedback you can give us. So please write and review us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you.